she's like, I want to show you my makeup. Look what I did. I did blue eyeshadow. And I said, you look amazing. <laughs> but girl, still, I'm busy. I mean, but I would. episode of more than a pretty face today i am so excited to be chatting with jennifer meadows jennifer is a makeup artist based in the dmv era um area she is one of the coolest people i know um i got to work with her when i was working at nbc and she is just so so rad so jennifer do you want to say hello 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 there how's everybody Um, so Jen, um, like I said, I got to meet her while working at NBC. She was one of the makeup artists. You're there like almost every day, I feel like. I was there every day, Monday through Friday. And how has it been like pandemic wise? Because I know that you guys just got back into the office. Mm -hmm. Like we, um, so eight of us got hired back, um, by request from the talents that are now going to be anchoring from the studio. So we got back in uh, June, mid-June. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited to be back. Very grateful. I was I, I was wondering because, like, I know everybody's been doing their own makeup for, you know, a year and a half. And, like, I was wondering when hair and makeup was going to come back. And I was so happy when I got to see familiar faces in June yes. pop up. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> So I moved to Connecticut, back home oh with the fam. I did, because I saw you that one time. I know. And that was it. I thought I had mentioned to you guys that I was I was leaving. I was I was moving home. I must have missed that memo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I see this fabulous podcast that you have, and I'm like, oh, my God. I did not know that you were doing this. This is amazing. Oh, thanks. I tried. Um <laughs> But yeah, I um, but I was I was really glad that I got to see you before I I had dipped because I there were so many people that I didn't get to see, um, just because pandemic wise, and then I was leaving, kind of when more people started to come in, and I knew I wasn't in every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was it was more so a lot of people I didn't get to see was like a lot of the um like the intake folks and MTC and like people like that. Cause they were always on a different floor than yeah. where the studios were. Um, you know, Ken was like, you gotta be on your floor. This is it. You can't drop, which like fair. There's a pandemic happening. So I get it, but <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I, get it. I was a little sad not to see everybody. Um, but yeah, I just want to know, like, how did you get started in the, in the makeup world? Like, from the very beginning? Yeah, tell me. Fresh out the womb, what happened? Well, I... 
So I went to school, I went to college, I have my BS in what's called human ecology, which is the study, which you don't hear very often, Mm -mm. but it's a study of people in their own environments, which is so crazy. Kind of like sociology? I feel like I'm kind of doing that now, but I've never thought about ever being a makeup artist, like ever in my life Mm -hmm. have I never thought I would be doing this today. Um, So when you, when I got out of school, just like a lot of us, we need a job. So I always loved makeup and being the broke college student that I was, mm-hmm. my mother <laughs> took me to my the nearest mat counter to replenish some of the makeup that I typically wear. Mm-hmm. And she would just often buy those things for me. Um, and so one day we went to the makeup counter and this beautiful, gorgeous, flawless face woman was looking at me and like, oh, I really love what you have on your face. And I'm looking around like, you talking to me because <laughs> she's so beautiful and yeah so if you're looking for a part-time um a part-time job then you can go upstairs to customer service because at that time we were doing writing applications not on the computer mm-hmm. just to give you an idea how old I am no I did those too I listen <laughs> crazy interviews later I thought I was going to get some sort of security clearance or something like that but um I got a part-time job with Matt and that's where I started fresh out of college just kind of in the middle of maybe me working and earning some dollars so I can find a real job Mm -hmm. and um after that I just they just threw me in there and I started doing makeup during holiday season and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just learned from trial and error. They just threw me in there. It's just like you sink or swim. And I just started doing it from just a very basic little bit of knowledge of makeup that I had. And so during my whole time with MAC, I, was with, I started with them. I was there for about five years. And I grew from there where then I became um, what's called an account coordinator for um, another brand, um, Lancome, where I used to travel to all of the makeup um, department stores like Saks, Neiman's, Bloomingdale's, like Mm -hmm. those type of specialty stores. And I would train the artists there that worked for Lancome. And we would talk about business and products. From there on, a recession hit so I was one of the people who lost my job um, and so from there on I became a business manager for Bobby Brown Cosmetics at mm. White Flint Bloomingdale's <laughs> in Rockville and Bethesda which is no longer there and that's where I met Tiffany really 11 years like about 11 12 years ago before she even became who she is today and that's the connection between her and I and so when she says Tiffany she means Tiffany Cross the anchor on MSNBC who is a gem and a joy so yes I okay I want to back up to the fact that apparently um Mac requires five interviews for a part-time Sales associate. I, I was about to get some sort of security high level clearance or something because I had an interview with Nordstrom with the Mac people. I had to have a makeup interview where I had to actually do makeup on a model in front of one of their trainers. And then from there, I would then there would be a follow up interview if they wanted to see you again. 
Um, so that's that's the five right there. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a bit much. I didn't no, know it was that was deep. Like, it prepared me though. Yes, it was the best experience in business, makeup, customer service, people, and from every anything that I've ever done. That has been the best experience for me working there back in the day. Working at the Mac counter. That's so crazy. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And so, so okay, sorry, I had cut you off. So you had met <laughs> Tiffany. Yes. <clears throat> so that's where I started. That's when I really started to, um, well, first with working with Mac, I found out that a lot of the artists were doing weddings and mm-hmm. doing photography, you know, uh, photo shoots and things like that, which I have not been introduced to at the time. And so once I started becoming and getting to know all the different brands and meeting all these people during all the travels that I would do in the area, I started to um, develop more relationships with people and getting to know them. And that's when I started doing more outside work. Um, And that's kind of how it all started when the whole freelancing part of my life. Um, so when I started working, the last job was the Bloomingdale's um, for Bobby Brown, and that store closed down because Bloomingdale's had shut down a whole bunch of their stores. Mm-hmm. So anyway, from there, I said, you know what, let me just figure out what I want to do. You know, I really love doing makeup. I love doing, con- you know, freelancing, going, doing weddings and meeting all kinds of people on photo shoots. So let me see where this takes me. Um, so I had a boyfriend at the time who's now my husband where <laughs> we're we were living together and we were just you know he was kind of supporting me a little, little bit in my dream of wanting to be an entrepreneur and jump out there because as you can imagine it's just a very scary thing um <laughs> so um once I decided to do that I jumped out there for a little while and just started doing some weddings. Um, I contracted with a company who uh, calls us to do weddings for their company, and so oh. they'll you know they'll they'll um, schedule us for weddings and things like that. So that kind of helped me earn a little bit of income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided, you know what? Let me just do something part time while I wait. And. So I started working for Tom Ford Cosmetics at Neiman Marcus, Mm. Uh, and that was a great experience. And during this time, actually, I'm sorry, I need to back up a little bit so I can tell you how I got my foot into the door of NBC. Yeah, definitely. So during my time at Mac, Mm -hmm. I met a woman who who was a very well-known makeup artist in the industry and still is. Um, and she got a position at NBC for local news. Mm. And because of, I used to help her um, when I was with Mac, and she would be a customer, a client of mine, um, she remembered me. And so she remembered, I guess, like how nice I was, or she was telling me, like, I just remember how bubbly and warm mm-hmm. and fuzzy you were, and I just think you'd just be a really great fit, and you do great work, and I just felt, I was just so flattered that somebody thought of me that way, and that's how they saw me, I was like, oh, that's so great, <laughs> um, I don't know, you still never see yourself that Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so she started doing local news, and she needed somebody to help fill in for her. And so when, you know, on vacation or whatever, so I would be the fill-in for her. Um, She would call me, and that's where I got my foot into the door with NBC Local in Mm. D.C. Um, So I I did that for a couple of years. Um, So so when I started 
doing so it was here and there so it wasn't consistent or anything like that um so that's why I decided to do the Tom Ford position mm-hmm. so I needed to earn a little bit more money yeah um so once I started there I met another woman <laughs> and she also happened to work at MSNBC and her <laughs> name is Takia that's where you met Takia yeah y'all Takia is so much fun <laughs> universe works in its own way you know what I mean because just from Mac me meeting people there through the travels DMV just the makeup beauty world is very small um so when I was in Neiman's I met Takia for the first time didn't know who she was I helped her you know whatever she needed um and then when she mentioned to me that she worked there and I said oh I also work there but I fill in for another woman for the Mm. local side and she said oh wonderful so that was that um didn't see her for a really long time Mm -hmm. and then one day I was filling in at the Nebraska Avenue location Mm -hmm. I was in the parking lot and there I ran into Takia again and so we were like oh my goodness it's so good to see you and I ran into her a couple more times after that. And that's when she came to me and she asked me that they're looking for another makeup artist to mm-hmm. join the Meet the Press Daily Show and when it just had came out, when she just um, got this show. And I was like, I would absolutely be interested in something like that. And so that's how I got into MSNBC. That's so crazy. That's so funny that you met Dakia like at me. <laughs> and she was like, come on. She I know. Look at Takia. Um Takia's another makeup artist that works at MSNBC, MSNBC and she's a delight. She's so much fun. So you so you started with like the Meet the Press Daily show and that's all then you kind of branched out to doing the other anchors? So once I started with MSNBC, well, once I started with Meet the Press Daily, that's Mm -hmm. where I got my foot into the door with the network, Mm -hmm. um, network side. And because of how the makeup is structured, each anchor or talent has their, I guess, chosen artist, their lead artist. So the lead artist for Meet the Press would be Takia. He does, she does Chuck's makeup. Um, I would be the second artist would take care of um, the guest, sometimes him if needed. Um, and just, you know, be there for hair and makeup. Um, so then you start to really get to know a lot of the other talent because a lot of the times, you know, you guys are in the same room together yeah. or us makeup artists would fill in for different shifts. And so then we would be able to meet other talents and other um, um, guests that are on the show. So, you know, we, we I would work the super early, stupid morning shift at 4 a.m. Mm, mm, mm. Or oh, godly hour. Stupid, dumb, late <laughs> shift at like midnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, honestly, that is the best way to really get to know every single person mm-hmm. and every talent. If you, I just felt like, you know, being flexible and just me being so excited to even work on a network mm-hmm. with people and talent and on television, which is very, it's, it's still very exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is, I guess you would say like a makeup artist dream jobs to be able to work on a network and have a consistent schedule with consistent pay, being an entrepreneur and a contractor and, you know, things can get tough sometimes. So it's definitely, um, you know, I'm definitely very grateful to, be here and working with all of these amazing people and talents 
but just getting to know them just from the bottom to the top, you know, it's kind of like being flexible and being open to a lot of these different um, schedules that can be crazy sometimes. Now, is it, you were saying like kind of that would be the dream to have a consistency. So it, in, in this field is being able to be on the network like that's the, ah, I've made it. I'm good. I can breathe now. It, you know what? I think it just depends on who you ask. I know for me, um, I've always had a passion doing makeup and I enjoy it. it. It's very rewarding for me. And so it's what I do but it's not who I am. However, you know, I find that a lot of who I am gets, you know, the conversations that we would have with the talent or with guests or with each other, you know, a lot of it is just great conversation too. Just Mm -hmm. getting to know them. It's like a whole therapy session. So it's also very, I don't know what to say. Like it's very peaceful, I guess, in Mm -hmm. a way (laughs) to get to know these people. Yeah. No, it's true because um, I every time I got to meet a guest, I I wasn't starstruck. I don't know if that's like the right word. Like, well, certain guests, I was like, oh my gosh, um, because I just because I'm weird and I love them. Um, but <laughs> but, um, but I think like I don't know. Did you ever have that feeling? You're like, oh my gosh, like I actually get to work on this person, or is that kind of? I, I asked that because, like, people would ask me if I got to meet a lot of famous people, and I'm like, okay, well, if you ask, like, journalism me, yes. If you ask other people in the building, yes. But, like, to other to my parents, it's not, you know what I mean? Or to my other friends, they're like, I don't really know who that. I was like, how do you not know? So yeah. for you, were you kind of starstruck, or were you kind of like, oh, this is just, like, another job? It was another job for me. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> I know, because, you know, I'm, I honestly don't look at... If it was, like, Beyonce or, like, J-Lo or, yes. some, you know, something like that, I might be starstruck. Yes. But I think it's good that I really don't know exactly who, like, really know who yeah. these people are because I don't want that to... Because it doesn't really matter to me who you are for me to do my job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and just to just have conversation or just chit-chat with you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who you are to me. I, I'm going to talk to you like I'm going to talk to you. Yes. Or talk to them like I'm going to talk to you or talk to, you know, my coworkers or something, you know? So I just try to just be myself. I feel you on that. And I, I that's the attitude I had. A, I did have that attitude very much. Like, I never, like... Super. There was there was only like a few people whose like names I like really recognized, but there was also a lot of people that were like big deals that I had no idea they were a big deal, mm-hmm. and they came to the bureau and I was like, hey, <laughs> like you know I didn't because I didn't I didn't know I still I still don't know like all the government officials, all of the advisors, all the big think tank companies, and all the people that come in, um, and. And for me, like, I remember, so when I met Mira Tandon, and, like, I just thought she was cool. I ended up having her on my podcast, and I still didn't know that she was, like, as big of a deal as she was until one of my friends was like, how did you get her? I was like, oh, well, she comes into the beer all the time, and I just think she's cool, so I'm just going to have her. (laughs) And he was like, but how did you reach her? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's hard. Like, I don't (laughs) Which sounds really, that's not to make my, 
I didn't I don't mean it to sound like I'm more important than I am, but it was just like a lot of the people, it's so interesting to me, like what famous or like big name means, because not that I didn't think she was incredible at what she does, but it was just like I didn't realize like how many people knew who she was. Because mm. I didn't know who she was when I first done her makeup. Yeah, I just wouldn't, and not and not that like because it makes it sound like she's not important, but she is, and it's you know what I mean. But it's not mm-hmm. like. But I'm like, should I have known? And she's. No, I, mean, I mean, I don't think I. I really don't. Just knowing them, like the way we kind of know them mm-hmm. from just seeing them from time to time and helping them, I don't think that they even look at themselves in that way. Oh no, not at all. That's you know, the like, thing. Yeah, so they're just like, oh hi, I'm Mira Tanzan, you know, and I didn't, and I maybe I I don't even know. What it what makes her so like I you know not that she, what makes her so popular like should I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's but what you're saying is right because I I think they're also for a lot of people who aren't in this world to think that those people act a certain type of way and of course you know we all know the divas but like most of them aren't most of them wouldn't care if you recognize them from Sunday like they wouldn't. And I think that's something that's, like, was really eye-opening for me. Um, Starting to work there, like, I was really worried. I remember, like, I was initially really worried with dealing with talent. Not, I wasn't worried about dealing with producers or, like, even anchors as much um, or, like, other editors or whatever. I was really worried because I knew there was a lot of big people that came on the network. Um, and I, but then like I got to meet a lot of these people and I was like, oh, I have nothing to worry about. I have Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to worry about. Like they are some of the coolest, chillest people, sweetest people. Like I've met so many kind people who like they go on, they'll go on TV. They're like bulldogs. You know what I mean? Like they want their point. They get their point across. They come up. They're like, hey, how are you? How are the kids? Like, what's up? Like what? You told me you were doing that thing from last time, but, like, how are you? (laughs) You know, and I think that, too, like, we, I don't know why we create this idea in our heads about the talent or people that are supposed to be, like, very VIPs or, you know, like, I don't know what makes us think that they are going to be either high maintenance or, like, what makes us fearful of that, you know, because they totally are opposite from what I had thought in my head or created this image of them. And I'm like, oh my God, this person is nothing like I thought in my head. (laughs) Nothing so chill. And then that came, when I realized I didn't really have to worry about talent, then I was like, oh, well, then I of course have to worry about the anchors. But then I did it. Most of them like to keep to themselves, number one. Most of them are like super chill. They're like, I, I remember... A certain someone, our, um, the head of booking would like be like, you got to make sure they have everything they need. And they're like, I'm good. Like if you have things to do, like go about your day. Yeah. But the certain head of certain person was like very like, and I think that's what made me anxious. Like they were going to be some type of way, but they weren't. (laughs) Well, and it's hard because, you know, you're coming in and you know, that's your superior and you know, and if they project that type of energy onto you, it's hard not to take that. Yes. 
Yes. So <laughs> they're so... Some of the anchors are so low maintenance. It's wild to me. I I remember when Ali Velshi has come to the came to the bureau a couple times, and he would come by himself. A lot of times he would just like sneak in, and mm-hmm. you'd find him just sitting in a corner. I kid you yeah. not, like on his phone. He's like, "All right, is it time for me to go on?" Okay, cool. Like you wouldn't <laughs> if you didn't know. You just feel like it's a tall bald man. Like he wouldn't. Didn't say anything, like, you know what I mean? Didn't ask for water, like, didn't ask for, like, nothing. There's some anchors that are. They're just, oh, yes, no, there's definitely (laughs) some. Um, (laughs) But I think it's, I think it's less than people like to think it is. Um, But, yeah, I was just always, I, the longer I was there, like, the more I was really surprised about how chill a lot of people were and how much I didn't need to be nervous um, and how many like genuine connections I made with a lot of folks, our guests and our anchors that came in, a lot of whom I still talk to to this day. Like, and I think, I don't know, at least for me, that was something that really surprised me when I, you know, came into this field. I don't know if that was something that really surprised you or if I'm just crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, just um, how kind people are yeah. and how cool people are. You know, I guess. I maybe I because I haven't worked in this world I guess like when I first started into Mm -hmm. the television world I I didn't have anything to compare it to as far as Mm -hmm. like celebrities or you know things of that nature I just I looked at them like oh they report the news I see them on tv oh they look much taller in person than they does they do on TV or they're much smaller than I thought. You know, like I would have those ideas and thoughts. But, you know, I just never I guess I didn't have an expectation of like how they would be. I just just really just wanted to be myself mm-hmm. and then do whatever you know my skill set was for them and hope that they liked me yeah. and you know it was good enough that they would keep me around for a little longer you know and then that's kind of how I approached it and they did keep you around for a little longer because you do great <laughs> so something I want to ask about because I I like to think of obviously like make, being a makeup artist is like such a creative use of your time and what I also know though is that with network there is kind of like a rule book you have to follow about how guests can look and like makeup am I correct in that or is it kind of just like you know it's so crazy I was never given a rule book of like how guests should or should not look mm-hmm. um, unless somebody complained about something um, <laughs> but we weren't given like I know some other networks they do provide oh. look book for a standard uh, mm-hmm. type of makeup to do on certain people. However, um, at NBC or MSNBC, uh, we don't have any for guests, any particular uh, rule book or anything to go by. It's kind of like, you know, what are you comfortable in? Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't know, we will use our expertise and our creativity and, you know, make you look TV ready. You know, and TV ready can mean many things to different people. You know, TV ready is to me, it's just a clean, not, you know, beautiful, you know, flawless, just, you know, not too distracting on air. 
And also, like, if the, the, if the guests or the talent, they want to let us know, like, hey, these are the things that I typically use. These are the things that I'm most comfortable in. You know, we definitely take that into account, too, before we, you know, start doing the makeup. Because there's the standard is just basically not too shiny. You mm-hmm. don't want to be too distracted with, you know, their look for, for the guests. For the guests. For the guests. So do you like... Do you have like a preference? Do you like doing weddings and events more or do you like doing kind of preparing folks for TV more? It's so hard to say (laughs) because I have been doing weddings for many years, much Mm -hmm. longer than I've been doing television makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, And so weddings really holds a special place in my heart. But also weddings are a lot of work. Like it's a lot of work and it requires a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of labor. You're on your feet for like, you know, eight hours, no break. You're basically just doing face after face after face after face, you know, next thing you know, you've done six, seven, eight people and it's tiring, you know? So television is, you're doing less work but it's just, it's more chill, it's more fun, it's more laid back in a way. So I guess the older, now that I'm older, and I've been doing this for so long. You make it sound like you got one foot in the grave. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to retire from some of these weddings. It just takes a lot out of you to do so much weddings and traveling, you know, driving to all these places. Whereas, you know, now that, now that I am getting an a little older in my 40s um I I enjoy doing the television makeup a little bit more now just because mm. I am it's a slower pace a little bit you know I'm going to one location I get to meet really cool people and be in a cool environment um and so so now to the today Jennifer loves doing tv makeup um I still love doing event makeup too, but there's just like one or two people here and there. But weddings will hold a special place in my heart. I'm still going to do them, but I'm going to be more selective with who I'm going to do. So how does a wedding work? Because I guess in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe like maybe like three hours because you do the makeup once. Like that's what I would think is like, you know, you get there, you just do everybody's makeup and you're like, all right, guys, save me some cake and... You did. No, once I do the makeup, I'm out of there. <laughs> that's how that's how it works. So, like, what do you have? A, what is it that you have a question about? Like, how does it? Yeah, like, because you were saying it could be like an eight hour day doing makeup for a wedding, and that to me is just like super surprising. Yeah. So, if you think about it, like each person takes about forty minutes per mm. face to do and a typical wedding party size is about six five to six people Mm. so that's like an average kind of number Mm -hmm. but it can go way up more like I've done weddings that had 14 bridesmaids you know or just 14 additional people not necessarily Mm -hmm. all bridesmaids it could be family members or whatever that also want their makeup done for this special event you know and so if it's more than a certain amount of people then you have to add an additional artist that will help you Mm -hmm. so if you think about it you do 40 minutes per person then not to mention the cleaning you know oh my gosh yeah the brush yeah yeah cleaning your you know uh per the next person so you know 45 minutes goes by so that's just one person 
you know, so if you got six to eight people, that's how long it's going to take. That's, that's true. I did not think about that. That's a long day. It's a long day. And then, you know, you, you set up, you know, you set up lights, you know, the chairs, your bags, your makeup, then you break down, you know, and if you're at a nice little hotel, you gotta go get your car and pack up and then, you know, and I live in Maryland. I live in, um, you know, the middle between Baltimore and D.C. And so a lot of my weddings could be either um, in deep in Virginia, Leesburg, like out yeah. and out or two away, depending on traffic. As mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and the travel portion takes a lot out of you, too. So mm-hmm. that's already maybe a 10 hour day. Ooh, and that's girl. one day. And so weddings typically happen on weekends. So if I'm working Monday through Friday at, you know, the bureau, then Saturdays I'm doing weddings. And a lot of weddings, especially this year, are happening on Sundays, too, because mm-hmm. of the influx of events that yeah. rolled into this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that is a full, yeah, that's a full, full day. And I can imagine, like, you're also dealing with, like, other people's time constraints like whatever they need for pictures plus there's probably someone doing hair so like you have yeah. to also work around them oh no that's mm-hmm. too much I can't be doing all that it, I'm telling you people don't realize like it's a lot of work it's I mean don't get me wrong I love it it's amazing it's mm-hmm. I mean it's very rewarding and I love being a part of their special day you know? yeah um but it, it is tiring you know like you're in it and when you're in it you're on you know, because mm-hmm. you just got to keep going. And once you're completely done, by the time I get home, I am so exhausted. It doesn't really leave me room to want to do anything else after a long wedding day. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I wanted to ask you, though, like, kind of what is, like, the startup cost, I guess? Because when I think about, like, I, I've seen your guys' like, makeup bags, brushes on brushes foundation on foundation sponges on sponges like it's a and i'm and i know that stuff isn't cheap because i you know you look at your little mascara cost on 22 dollars and you're like that's a crime so <laughs> how foundations another forty dollars thirty dollars for the concealer 
you already put basically like once you get your brows, your shadow, your lashes, the eyeliner, you probably for your for your whole face would probably cost you about three hundred dollars. Which is concerning. I think that's crazy. <laughs> crazy. And I'm not talking about buying wet and wild or like, you know, yeah. Which a lot of the stuff now, I don't use all expensive brands. I mm-hmm. do have my favorite, you know, kind of mm-hmm. you know, designer brands. But then I also have a lot of uh, CVS brands. Yeah, it's like I can go down to the CVS, pick me up a little something, something. Or Target. You yeah, Target everything's at Target. I yeah. think no, that's something I've also I've always wondered about because it, it were how was that for you when you first started out? Because you do have to buy all your own products. So I will say, you know, me working in a retail industry for as long as I did, I was able to really um, rack up some new products. Mm. And so that I had that in my corner, which not a lot of artists will have if they haven't worked in a retail setting. And I was I'm able to get because I was um, like an account coordinator Mm -hmm. and things like that. I was able to get a lot of free products for myself. Uh, which contributed most of all the nice products that I got went into my makeup kit and mm-hmm. I put all the shitty ones in my personal <laughs> kit because I want my clients to have the best. So like mm-hmm. they had all like the Armani and the YSL and all those fancy schmancy brands and I'm over here using like Milani and like, <laughs> CoverGirl, Maybelline. <laughs> I, I wonder about like in your opinion, as a makeup artist, do you think a lot of those, like, really expensive brands, like, really make a difference? Um, sometimes, yes. It depends on what it is. Um, I, I will not spend a whole lot of money on lip colors. Mm. You know, like, anything that's colors, that can be used. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money on that unless mm. there's something specific that you really love about it but um some of the complexion colors I will spend some money on that because I think that makes a big difference especially when you're working with event long day makeup you Mm. know event makeup things that need to last for hours sometimes I do notice that the cheap some of the cheaper brands not all they don't last as long Mm. and sometimes the colors aren't the best for the clients that I have so I just stick to what I know and when you're talking about color, like, I, I do want to talk about, like, race and ethnicity because, like, you do have to work. I know, especially also in, like, the TV world, you, TV world, you do have to work on a lot of different complexions um, and ethnicities. And, like, also I assume, like, in your professional and you're both are professional in your outside and work outside of TV, you have to work with a lot of um, different races. And, and did you have to teach yourself a lot about shading and coloring and things like that. And that is where I'm going to say back to the best training that I ever had is when I first started my makeup career when I was with Mac, Mm -hmm. because Mac really prides themselves on all races, all Mm -hmm. all ethnicities, um, every single race, color, person, um, gender came to Mac and wanted their makeup done. So I got a lot of experience with all backgrounds when I was working with them for five years. Mm -hmm. And it really allowed me 
to, you know, even make my own mistakes in choosing colors and choosing the right undertones for um, women of color or even white women, you know, who tan and, you know, you change, skin changes. Men have different undertones, you know. So learning all about that just through my career working in the just the in retail world where you can see all walks of life that come through those doors, you're able to use that as an opportunity to really get to know skin and mm-hmm. face shapes and eye shapes and mm-hmm. um, the colors that now that I'm so familiar with, with because I've worked for so many brands and it was in that world for so long, I know from experience now all the different shades from a lot of the different brands because I was exposed to them for so many years, which I think that uh, it's, it's hard to find that level of experience with a lot of the younger makeup artists these days because it's makeup isn't what it used to be. Cause mm-hmm. when I was working in makeup, there was no Sephora. There was no, yeah. there was no Instagram or YouTube or anything like that. So me even learning on YouTube and TikTok and all of those other social social platforms has even more enhanced my experience because of all these new things that we're learning today about all these, you know, amazing artists that are doing all these fun things. Do you see a lot of, so are you saying like you see a lot, not even a lot more, but do you see people like coming up who maybe really don't know how to work on all types of skin tones and like because I've I've seen it when I worked at NBC like people that didn't always know how to work on all skin tones and it's like how can you have this job and not know how to do that do you know what I mean like (laughs) that has been my question also I don't know I mean um you know I don't know what why people hire certain people that you know and also there hasn't really been honestly back then there wasn't an influx of women or men of color on television like it is today Mm -hmm. and now that we are seeing more you know um black and brown faces asian faces hispanic Mm -hmm. faces middle eastern faces you know like we need to know how to do all of that and, and if you're not experiencing that, I just don't know, you know, I guess where are they learning from if they don't have, if they're not exposed to all these different races and people coming to them and, you know, learning that way, you know, but as a professional, you should. <laughs> because you as a, you as a woman of color, like you, did you feel like that was to your advantage in the essence of like you kind of had to grow up in a space where you needed to know how to make things work for your skin tone because they weren't always built like that? Yes, because everybody always wanted to make me look so light and white, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to look like that. I want to be a little tan. I have a little color to me. I mean, I'm Asian, you know, mm-hmm. but I still have some color and some pigment in my skin. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've had that problem and I think that because also um, I, my my bonus daughters, they're black women and I do their makeup. And a lot of my friends are women of color. And I have always just done all, you know, I, I feel like I've done more women of color than a lot of white women. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes me, I guess, a little bit, I guess, 
I don't know how to say like different or just me having more of a background. A more well-rounded experience. Well-rounded background, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm Asian, I kind of can get, I get a lot of Asian women. Mm -hmm. I do get a lot of, I do get a lot of Asian women because not a lot of makeup artists know how to do Asian faces. Mm. That's always been um, more of a specialty of mine just because I'm Asian and I kind of know what you like. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what um, what has, I guess, been the scariest or the most difficult part of your career? Ooh, the scariest. Um, oh, that's a good question. I'm thinking what I would be scared, I guess. Or difficult. Like, I guess, like what I would fear is doing somebody's makeup that's pe- that millions of people are going to see and it looks ugly and it looks <laughs> terrible and they look ashy or too pale or you know I don't know why I'm, I would be scared of that um and difficult I guess working and working in television has been a little challenging depending mm. on who you're doing because a lot of these anchors and um uh, they have a de- deadlines you know mm-hmm. and some of the guests have deadlines so there has been a lot of times where um the challenge like can I say names I mean that's up to you you still work where you work is what (laughs) okay you know what it doesn't matter so there was a guest she was going on the show she had a deadline she worked for let's just say a newspaper like the post or something right and so she had a deadline to meet so while I was doing her makeup she was on her laptop literally working head down on her laptop typing Mind you, this woman required a lot of makeup to look TV ready, so which means that it would take more time. And so because she was also writing her post and then me doing her makeup, that was extremely difficult for me. <laughs> and I was sweating. We had 10 minutes. She, she needed a lot of makeup to look TV ready. She was doing this. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but we got through it. <laughs> no okay but that's something okay people if you're listening to this show up on time I cannot and especially to the men because y'all think you don't need to show up on time and you do because that was my biggest pet peeve certain people and I could picture all of them in my head would show up like right before their hit and you'd have to like we'd have to book you guys to like be like hey can you go into studio and just do their makeup on set and it was always rushed. And it was always when we still had, like, a full slate of people that need to get makeup done. But we had to take a makeup artist away to put them in the studio. <laughs> I'm know, bitter. If you so haven't done <laughs> There's so many moving parts because you're, you're counting on the guests to be on time. We yeah. are only human. We can only do what we can do with the amount of time that we have. Yes. You know, and I think that people expect a miracle, you know, and then things happen where maybe something looks a little crazy. You might get called out on Twitter or something for looking crazy, but that's because your ass wasn't here on time. Just get here. I really can't stress that enough. Like, I'm actually viscerally upset thinking back to it. That is something that bugs me till no end because it would be like 10 minutes before they're hit and -hmm. they would show up and I'm like how are you have to get on makeup and they especially I don't but it it was usually the men that would always be like I don't really need any makeup we're like no but you men you need makeup because I've seen some of you go on without it and it's concerning 
it is concerning. But, you know, men don't have that mindset. You know, they don't care how they look. They want to report the story, what's important at this moment, and they don't care. Women know better. Women, most women will show, uh, mostly show up on time, if yeah. not earlier, to make sure they can get in that chair so they look nice going on TV. That's the thing, because you never know... Something at least I noticed was a lot of guests didn't always know who they were going to be on with or they didn't know who else was going to be on the show in that hour. And so mm-hmm. it's like you could come in thinking you're kind of on time or whatever, but there's another three bodies ahead of you because mm-hmm. it's just a really packed hour. And mm-hmm. like I just remember that was something that would constantly stress me out because it would it would be trying to shuffle people around based on their hits and sometimes you would have people in the chair who weren't hitting until later, but a person who was hitting earlier would come in, and they and you it had to swap mess. out chairs. Like. It was a mess. It was a mess. Like, they do say that, you know, nobody communicates in the communication industry. They nobody. do not. They do not. Because then the tech guys, who I love, they would get antsy because no one was mic'd up on time. Which, like, I understand. You don't want to go on TV and not be able to hear the person. But, mm-hmm. like, the makeup also needs to get done. And somehow I get yelled at. That is what always confused me about <laughs> the situation. So you guys, because you would be the one running back and forth trying to get people to where they got to be. And you gotta be the messenger. You gotta be the hostess with the mostest. And somehow I always, I was, it always came back on me as if these were grown people who didn't show up on time. I'm telling you. That I is mean, like. <laughs> I, I can't express to you. That is probably something I will not miss. I don't like, I feel like sometimes, like, there's this idea to treat guests like children. And you know the ones who definitely don't like to be treated like that, and I respect that, and thank you. But there are someone who you do kind of, and I don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of you are twice, if not three times my age. <laughs> yes. You have yeah. kids. I need you to hold it together. Like, I need you to do just, like, basic things. Like, no, you can't bring this completely different branded cup on, on the Meet the Press set. Mm-hmm. This isn't CNN. <laughs> like, this isn't. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're, it's so surprising. Like, people really just are so unconscious about, so not aware of anything or themselves, except for whatever it is they're going to be speaking about, whatever their expertise is in. That is it. It's Everything just so. Things would be so wild. To, I'm like, sir, you can't go to the bathroom. You need to hit in two minutes. Like, you can't. You know where the bathrooms are because you've been here 67 times. You were here more than I am. <laughs> where their mic is hot and they start talking. Talking and saying some things that you know you shouldn't be saying. Yeah. I just, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle sometimes what the behind the scenes crew manages to pull off. And I just need everyone to know that, that there is a whole team of tech producers, makeup artists, DAs, like everybody in between that make sure these people get on camera and don't ruin their careers. Um, and it happens more often. <laughs> it happens more often than you like to think. Um, so it's very concerning. But uh, <laughs> but what has, I guess, kind of like, have you had a favorite person that you've gotten to do makeup on or like a favorite event that you've been to and been able to do makeup at? Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm so, so grateful. Like, I've done 
I have to pinch myself, like, when I, when I do certain people, because I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing your face. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess in the world of politics or news, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy doing Kristen Welker's makeup. So <laughs> sweet. She is the kind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, and, and there's just been so many moments for me, like pinchable moments. Like she's just one of them, you know. But um, after the pandemic, when we all got hired again, Joy Reid was another person that um, I also. started doing makeup for. And I've never, I've done Joy's makeup like many, many moons ago when Meet the Press Daily was was when first started and mm-hmm. she didn't have her own show or anything like that. I've done, I did her makeup once then, but you know, she don't know me, you know, I'm just the second artist. You mm-hmm. know, she just met me. So that was my first kind of inner, my first uh, interaction with her. And throughout the years, I might have done a couple people on her show. Like I, I love Kareen, Kareen Jean-Pierre. Yo, she is, she is the sweetest little nugget. Like her soul is just so beautiful. I love her so much. Guys could tell you stories. The ladies is so nice. She's amazing. I hope you can have her on your show one day. I, you know, when she's not busy being fabulous and amazing and, like, very important right now. Um. (laughs) I just, I love her because, you know, she was one of the few that checked in on me. Like, and I'm sure she checked in with a couple of other of us, too, Mm -hmm. just during the pandemic to see how you were doing. And I was just so touched because she's a big deal. Yeah. You know, and the fact that, you know, and I know that she's a big deal because now I know that she is who she is. And I'm like, oh, my God, she took the time out to text me to see how I was doing. Um, but anyway, like she she was another person that I was I was very excited to do, mm-hmm. too, um, as well as, of course, my girl Tiffany and just Tiffany. seeing her blossom into this yes. this amazing woman that she is today. I mean, she's. She's the reason why I'm still doing all of this here. Yeah, too, you know she's she re- she wants me to be here, and then that's who re- uh, Tiffany told Joy about me, mm. and so that's when Joy wanted me to be her other artist to do her makeup on her show. Mm. So that's kind of all how it came around and together. <laughs> no, because T- Tiffany is is great. I was there her inaugural show, like her first episode, and number one, she looked amazing. She had this beautiful like pink purple top on anyway um oh you did how did i not see maybe you were on just like a different floor but um because we were still like before we're not allowed to go in the studio oh that's right so i wouldn't because it was well that i feel like people were like super separated when she started because i remember i was there but people were like super super separated Mm -hmm. i went to our house that morning oh okay okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. yes yeah, I she's she is so kind. That is like I said, like a lot of these anchors are just very kind people. Like actually very, very kind people. Um so if you take away anything from this episode, folks, most anchors, very kind people that work at MSNBC. I will say that. Um do you have a favorite event outside of news that you've gotten to work at? Oh wow, yes. Um my very favorite one was the one where I did I did makeup for Dionne Warwick. I'm sorry, you what? And I did her at the anthem in DC. Um, 
to Echo Wharf, and I was working for a company called Sound Exchange, where they advocate for artist rights. And so, the CEO of that company, he was doing um, like an award show, where he was they they set up this whole arena because they were setting up him speaking for mm-hmm. uh, this an award show or something. And Dion Warwick was one of the guests that was there to advocate for artists' rights and making sure that they get paid and, and have their royalties and all of that stuff. Um, and so anyway, that was the most exciting thing I did. And I it was just so cool to be at the anthem working backstage and doing makeup. For Dion Warwick, just yeah, like I'm you know, people, but you know, Dion Warwick was she was that was it, that. yeah. No, but <laughs> I don't even you don't even need to, you could have just said that. I, <laughs> oh my god, there's another one. <laughs> I, when I got to meet, um, and this was um, at, at NBC where I got to meet, um, and did makeup for Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah and why did he come to the DC Bureau? <laughs> he was because he was he was uh he had a show at um the Capitol Arena. It was when he was in town. What? This was pre 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 pandemic. And he was in our studios, um, and I was able to do I mean, there's so many exciting moments. Like I can tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he as like cute in person? Because I just Oh, he's really tall. He I does mean, look really tall. Oh, because he's yeah. pretty. <laughs> you would actually, you might appreciate this because um, this event was when Obama was still in office, and they and she was, her and her mother was attending the White House. Um, I think it was a Christmas dinner. Michelle or Obama. Like that. Yeah, Michelle, yeah. not Michelle, I didn't do Michelle Obama, oh. but um, Issa Rae and her mother was going to the event, so I did makeup for Issa Rae and her mother, and because they were going to the White House, so that's the event that they went to, and I was like, really, I, th- I didn't, and I have to be honest, at the time I did her makeup back then, I really didn't know who she was at mm-hmm. the time, I knew her. But I didn't know how big she was. Yeah. And when I, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but again, I was just doing what I do like mm-hmm. I normally do, but also, cause she didn't have an entourage. Or she just, it was just her and her mother in a very modest hotel. And that was it. That, <laughs> like, honestly doesn't surprise me. It doesn't yeah. surprise Because she's just amazing. But, like, yeah, no, I think, I think that that is something I learned because I, I remember when I was an intern, I thought I was going to, like, be continually starstruck and be, like, amazing. And um, and I was like, oh, this is all going to be amazing and so cool and da-da-da. But the more I got to know people, the more I, like, not that they weren't amazing in their own right, but it it, it kind of, like, solidified it in my head that they are just people, which I know sounds mm-hmm. so silly. But, <laughs> but they are. They, they are, and they're really so cool. Like yes. And they're re- and they're really really cool and I think more often than not they just want to be people and um, and I've just had really cool relationships and met really really awesome people and and um, especially journalists that I like really admire which I think for me was just like a big deal and to know that I could ask them questions and in between hits they really would like take the time to sit and talk with you um, and so I think that's like 
that was such a bonus of, of the job, just getting to meet like these really amazing people. Um, where do you see yourself going next? Well, (laughs) um, I don't know. I mean, I really, I feel so amazing being where I am right now here Mm -hmm. doing what I've been doing and what, um, just having great people and energy and all the good vibes around me. I mean, what more can you really ask for in terms of that? You know, like working in a great environment, hanging out with good people, kind people, you know, people who actually care about your well-being, Mm -hmm. you know, and doing a job that I am passionate about. I mean, I just don't know where else to go from here. Um, I I also do other things like I do eyelashes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all, her eyelashes <laughs> always look. I couldn't be me, but she looks always looks good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you know one thing that I had in my head for a while now is um, therapy, like being a therapist or mm. a life coach of some sort. Um, you know that kind of been an interest of me interest of mine lately I guess because also me talking to people it's kind of a lot of that happening already Mm -hmm. within my environment and so I guess you know if if once I get really old and I can't work with my hands anymore I would love (laughs) to do something like that (laughs) and the last question that I ask all my guests is how do you define being a woman or womanhood oh wow being a woman I would say having a lot of courage. Um, Being a woman takes a lot of strength, um, a lot of patience, um, being kind but yet have boundaries, um, and and having intention all the time and just speaking what we have to speak out for people to really listen to us. Because I feel a lot of the times we're not being heard the way we should. So I think that and just being very direct and having the intention, being brave um, and having courage to speak up and doing the things we are destined to be doing for the rest of our lives. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, Jen, thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm I'm so glad. Um, oh my gosh no it's gonna sound amazing because you're amazing um i'm i'm so grateful that you came on the show so happy to have you um before we head out is there anything that you want to give a shout out to kudos to well kudos to you girlfriend for having (laughs) this amazing show and i just am so flattered and grateful that you even wanted to have somebody like me on your show um Please. I'm just so Please. grateful for all the experiences that I've had um, in my whole life career that really helped kind of mold me into this person that you see today. Awesome, y'all. Then her so cool. I'm going to link her Instagram and website. Um, so if you need your face did, 
you know where to go. Um, and thank you all so much again for listening. If you'd like to connect with the show, please do follow on Instagram and Twitter at prettyfacelady3. Go ahead and like us on Facebook at more than a pretty face. If you'd like to say hi, want to come on the show, know someone who wants to come on the show, please email me at prettyfacewomen at mtapfpodcast.com and talk to you soon.